Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Hey, what's shaking, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mind Your Marketing. Today, joining me from Ciudad de Mexico, we got the founder CEO at Coco Mio, Alan Cohen. Alan, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. i uh, excited to have you. Excited to have you on the show. Talk all things CPG, particularly beverage, Coco Mio. So Coco Mio, anyone who's listening has probably been like, okay, is it chocolate? Is it coconut? So it's coconut water. But I want to go through your story about how you decided, say, hey, I'm going to start my own coconut water. Walk me through, yeah, that kind of aha moment to where the company is today. No, totally. Uh, happy to share and thank you. So basically, you know, when I was young, I always traveled to Acapulco. I'm from Mexico, live in Mexico City, born and raised. So when I traveled in vacations, there wasn't as the experience as going to the beach, laying back on a palm tree, getting a fresh coconut straight out from there and just cracking it open and just drinking that fresh water and enjoying that delicious white meat. But for me, it was kind of complicated kind of getting back to that experience when I went home to the city, because have you ever tried to crack a coconut open? It's pretty hard. And even to take out that pulp out of it, it's really, really tough. So of course, it was a challenge. So, I mean, we decided to create a coconut beverage that shares that experience, right, to the world. And when I was in Acapulco, I went to saw these cliff divers. I love them. That's my favorite spot, just sitting there and watching them full of courage and without fear, just go into the unknown, right? And just dive. And I got inspired by them. And I said, well, let's share this coconut beverage to the world. And as I traveled often to the US, I really saw a need in the US market for a coconut beverage. And you can say like, hey, but there's full of coconut waters out there in the US and it's saturated. Yeah, of course, but it's saturated of 90% of Asian coconuts. And that's the first thing I didn't understand. I didn't understand why are we transporting thousands and thousands of liters of coconut water across the sea, all the way from Asia, when we're just across the border and we also have coconuts, right? And we can reduce carbon footprints and be better in supply. And this was even before COVID when we started, right? When COVID, it was like, Hey, you were right, right? Supply chain issues all around the world. I mean, let's go closer. But yeah, I mean, that's how I started. And the other thing for me that it was important when I was uh, starting this beverage is as we manufacture everything ourselves, so we have our own manufacturing plant, I started to go deep with the growers and harvesters. And we found out there's a whole mess over there. And it's about the current supply chain. There's brokers who take all of the money. The harvesters get paid by day. If you purchase coconuts, you never get your yields right that way. So we kind of just reach out. I built a strong relationship with the growers and harvesters in Guerrero. That is the state where Acapulco is in. And we put them into a wage with benefits, things that they never known. I hired, you know, a team of harvesters. We put them into a wage. And from there, we trained them. We gave them tools. Hey, weigh our coconuts. Hey, measure our yields. What's the maturity level? So how do we can pick the right coconuts for us? And we'll get better yields. Better yields means 
better profits, right? So we're helping them, but they're helping us as well. And this was the situation was like, why don't we create a beverage that the American consumer will really value? And it's made by Mexico and we create opportunities for Mexico in Mexico, right? So that's how we started. Our coconut is not the water, our beverage, our first beverage, and I'll talk about the other soon. But what we do is actually we press the pulp, the white meat, and we mix it with the coconut water. So it's sort of like a coconut juice. So it's not a coconut smoothie, so it's not as thick as a smoothie, but it's not a coconut water. And the meat gives you all these MCTs, plant protein, calcium, you know, it's a much richer beverage and functional beverage that way, plus low sugar. And that's another difference between Asian coconuts and Mexican coconuts. Mexican coconuts are naturally low in sugar. They have 70% less natural sugar than Asian coconuts. So if you want to sip a coconut water and you want to have that amount of sugar in your body, you can sip a Coco Mio, and it will be much, much healthy. So yeah, that's how we started. So you went to school for architecture, right? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so walk me through, you graduate architecture, and then I think it was a couple of years later, you started, is it Juice Lab? So you started manufacturing products. How did you make the jump from, I'm going to study how to build buildings, to, hey, that was fun. I like I, good studies, but now I want to actually make beverages um, and get it to manufacture. Yeah, that was a great question, man. But actually, I'm still an architect. I do both things. So oh. I studied architecture. I started doing some projects, have a development firm with my father. We run it. It's basically our core business. And we do a lot of things in Mexico, commercial, basically, and a lot of private investment. And it's really fun and I love it. But how did I get into these juices? And, you know, I've always been a um, very healthy person. My mom has taught me those values about eating healthy. And my brother, I have an older brother that has Down syndrome. And we supported him into his professional life. And we opened up a restaurant for him that is sort of like a healthy food bakery concept. And we introduced the cold press juices there at the restaurant, right? With no manufacturing or whatever, right? I mean, just like a small uh, Norwalk cold press machines that we pressed there, but it was sensational and really took off. People really loved them. People just came to the restaurant and purchased like a six pack or a 12 pack at the restaurant, right? So that's it like, okay, this is interesting, but hey, how do we extend shelf life, right? And right. hey, how do we bring this into the market, right? And we started to get into building a manufacturing plan. Yeah. I love it. No, that's, that's fantastic. And being able to do both things and seeing how the ebbs and flows in business where maybe one thing can maybe fund the other if something is having or help get the startup cost and be like, okay, cool. We have a primary thing that can help us fund to build the manufacturing and then get things going. And as you've done that and you've built up Coco Mio and you're, you've got the company to where it is now, you're available. I can see I can order online, but where like, is, is it a big retail push? Is it online push? Is it Amazon? Where are you pushing for growth levers with the company? Okay, so this is a interesting story that I'll share for sure. We were supposed to launch 2019 and then COVID hit, right? And we were like shut down. Our main purpose for launch was through retail. So it was like sh everything shut down. And we were like hustling to see how we can sell the product, start testing the product. And we wanted to start e-com. You know, it was the only outlet out there that we can use to 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 sell our product. But we found out shipping perishable, it's really complicated. It's high cost or 
highly contaminant. So you can use either styrofoam or you can do, use these eco-friendly insulation materials, but they are so expensive. So it was no way you can do money through e-com shipping perishable, right? So the highest cost was the insulation system. And through that pandemic we created, I thought about the coconut in a palm tree and it bears all this heat and you crack open the coconut and the water is still fresh. Basically, the husk is an insulation material. So we use all of our waste and created an insulation material to ship oh. ECOM, which it started working. But then we kind of stopped a little bit on growth because then as we started getting a little bit traction, we started getting back to retail because our main focus was retail because scaling a company CPG brand through e-com, you need first to people try it out. You know, how can you purchase a six pack that maybe costs $35 or $40, right? Through e-com if you never tried it, right? So it's important for us retail. So we started to going through retail and we launched and we were at around 100 stores in California. And then we lost 70. We've learned why. Of course, it was around shelf life. We had very short shelf life. We've had 60 days of shelf life. We extended that. Now we are 120 days. And it also was about driving trial. And when we demo, of course, everything was sold out. People really loved the product because it really tastes amazing. But driving trial through coconut beverage that is at $4.99 retail price at the shelf. So what happens with coconuts, just as a parenthesis here, you have three categories, right? So you have the cheap coconut waters that are basically pasteurized, that come in Tetra Pak, some come in PET, basically dominated by Vita Coco, by Zico, and that's uh, very cheap coconut water, right? Then you have the refrigerated coconut water, which is not pasteurized, and it's basically dominated by harmless harvest. And then you have the specialty products. That is a $4.99 sort of retail price. That's $4.99, like three and like at $1.50, right? Those sort of like the scales of, of prices. So when you look at these whole categories, you can see that yes, the specialties, of course, are going to have less velocity, but how can you drive trial? You're competing not only with uh, smoothies or all the coconut beverage, you're competing with a kombucha, you're competing with a plant protein drink. Uh, I mean, how do you drive trial, right? So of course, demos, amazing, but expensive, really expensive. So you cannot do that. It's not sustainable and not scalable for sure. So our main trouble that we found out was that it was really hard for people to understand what we are at the shelf without any kind of demo explanation. I mean, if we have POS, yes, we have social media, we do marketing, we do all these kind of things. But when you're in a supermarket, you go into here, right? And you yep. see these two, of course, our packaging helps because it looks more premium. We developed this really cool design bottle that is looked like a crack open coconut. But they said like, well, maybe this is coconut water at a $4.99. And hey, this is harmless harvest, premium coconut water. Hey, at 350, right? So they tend to purchase the coconut water. So for us, it was about doing that differentiation. Like how do we differentiate ourselves about, hey, we are a coconut juice. And we started like doing some marketing, showing what the product is inside, right? But I said, hey, if people are not differentiating, let's differentiate ourselves. Right. So what we did and we launched recently on Expo was our coconut waters and we created the coconut waters. Will it be in a good price point similar to around harmless? And the idea is that people 
discover Coco Mio, maybe through a coconut water, there is a product that already has a velocity that people already consume, right? Coconut water. And, and that way they can jump and discover what the Coco Mio juice is. So that's our strategy moving forward as we grow. Right now we are starting to scale because now we're comfortable to scale because now we have 120 days of shelf life, right? Other things that we learned from those 100 source tests was around flavors. And at first we had uh, the original with pineapple, with cold brew coffee and with cacao. And as we tested the market, we found out that original pineapple are over here and cacao and coffee over here, right? Really, really low. And the original pineapple on the top spot and cacao and coffee on the bottom. So we said like, hey, it doesn't make sense. Why are we going with the trends that every other brand goes, going adding another skew with based on coffee, based on cacao or these kind of flavors? We're from Mexico. We can offer these kind of beautiful and delicious tropical fruits. And we took out the cacao and the coffee one and we introduced at Expo as well with guava and with guanabana. That guanabana, it's, I think in U.S. they called it soursop. But it's like a green uh, tropical fruit that is really, really delicious. So we're going through through all those things. Of course, there's strategies that we're going to test out with this next step on growth about, you know, keep driving trial, keep doing social media, influencer marketing. We will be doing some guerrilla marketing as well, going to the beaches, hanging down samples, hanging out like coupon codes so they can redeem at the store level. So it's about, you know, testing and testing. And we're, that's the advantage of being small, that you can yep. test and it's not expensive, right? That's how I see my growth happening, like really step by step. And as an architect, I relate it to have a strong foundation. Right. If if you mm. if you just build the building right and you don't have a strong foundation, a little bit of shake or a little bit of earthquake and that building is gonna fall. Right. That's funny. And like that's a an apt comparison, I think, just to all business, right? Is to like the other thing being an architect is understanding that like measure twice, cut once, right? Like being methodical, understanding I have to do this myself in my business is to remind myself like Smooth is fast and fast is smooth, meaning if I go smoothly, if I go, you know, I do the extra check, I do the the tests, I, I stress test the ads, I go get feedback, I do things before we ramp up an ad account or before we just go wild with some campaign. It's like, let's see what works. So that's awesome. I, I, I You're totally right. That, that's one of the, and I love this time in CPG with so many brands, you know, like yourself that have the nimbleness and ability to change quickly. And when you control manufacturing, you're like, I can scale up, scale down. I can move things. Great. Oh, now let's introduce a coconut water. We'll do this as an intro product. Get your email. Then we can retarget your email. Hey, we, if you're diehard coconut water, you might also like the coconut juice, right? And they become Coco Mio super fans. And to your point, that's just too expensive to try to do with through DTC to like to create a super fan where you can do that, you can just do it much cheaper if you're doing like trials and doing things liquid to lips on the beach. You're doing all these different things in conjunction with social and advertising and working those retail relationships, I think is awesome and a good plan forward. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And specifically what you said about having the vertical integration and the manufacturing plan, it really allows us to be really flexible because our manufacturing plant is sort of like a startup co-packer. So we do low MOQs. We are a lot of R&D. I mean, we still have our HP and flash posterization and the whole process, but we kind of do it in a way that we can be very flexible, like a lab, 
So, for example, an interesting experience that we had is that, okay, finally, COVID started to open up and stores started to be very interested. And okay, there we go with Coco Mio. You have it at your store. Okay, but yes, as I told you before, demos were amazing and we sold out every time we demo later. But at first, we couldn't demo. They right. didn't allow us to demo. I mean, COVID was open, you know, but the restrictions were still in, still in place and it didn't allow us to demo. So what we did, we created a shot. So we put Cocomio samples into a really short bottle and we put a label with a QR code. So you can scan it, you can redeem it, uh, and you can do a landing page or whatever promo that you would like. But it was safe sampling. So people open their own shot and drink their own samples. And some of the stores started to allow us that. And we were like the only ones demoing at the stores, right? Because nobody else could demo <laughs> that way. And it was interesting because at the end of the day, when you drink, like the things that we tested and the results were really interesting because if you're at a retail store and they give you to taste a drink and you grab the cup and you drink it and you throw it away the cup, that's it. I mean, you got the taste and that's it. But we had a lot of reaction when we gave out the shot bottle. We had a lot of people that came back to the store, like a husband, right? Like came back to the store. Hey, my wife brought me this sample. I love it. I want to purchase it, right? So they took the shot bottle. So they taking your brand with you instead of yeah. just sipping it and forgetting, right? So some of those things are really interesting that we've been testing. I love that. I would consider that like small data and small data is amazing because sometimes it can impact large decisions, right? Where you hear a story two, three times that people are bringing back the bottle and you're like, oh, that's probably happening more than we can track. We can't, you know, track yep. this instance. But if we're hearing it multiple times, that's a good takeaway to know the consumers are, you know, having that action with the product. So that's unreal. Now, Alan, before I let you go, one, where can people find Coco Meal? Go try some, get some. And then two, where should they connect with you online? Yeah, of course. So right now we're on the West Coast in uh, Southern California, mostly. You can get us like retail stores like Jimbo's or independent stores as Rainbow Acres or Lassen's. Soon on summer, we should hit uh, Sprouts as well. So you can get us there. And of course, through Ecom, we'll be relaunching our Ecom soon because we did a new version of our insulation system that's coming out so soon and also you can connect with me through instagram we have at my Mio that you can follow us but also you can email me at uh, head coconut at cocomio.com which cocomio comes with k-o-k-o so you can also shoot me an email i always respond amazing i will put all that information in the show notes page alan thank you so much for coming on the show today we appreciate it no thank you so much for having me all right, everybody, that's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Hit that like, share, subscribe, and I'll catch you next time.